Hey everybody. So the show we have today is with Stephen Lentz. And I was actually on his podcast a little while ago. And so now we're reciprocating. He's coming on mine. And this is actually a really great episode where he's going to be kind of peeling back the curtain of SEO and content marketing in a way that is a little counterintuitive, but really, really powerful for growing and scaling your business. This one's really worth a listen. So make sure to listen to it and then stick all the way to the end so he can let you know, so you can find out his website to go find out a little more. So anyway, on to the show. So the big question is this, how do value-obsessed leaders ascend their business and life to world-class levels of effectiveness, even if they're inside a bureaucracy or starting from scratch with absolutely no capital? That is the question, and this podcast is going to bring you the answer. My name is Doug Utberg, and this is the Terminal Value Podcast. Welcome to the Terminal Value Podcast. We have Stephen Lentz with us today. And what we're going to be talking about is the hidden secrets of SEO and content marketing. Before we do that, Stephen, introduce yourself real quick and don't let me talk too much. Yeah, no, thank you, Doug. And I'm super excited to be here. You were on my podcast, gosh, things like a month ago, subject to change. Yeah. And it's always nice to get a little more FaceTime with you know, guesting and hosting. And I appreciate that. For everyone else who doesn't know me, I'm Stephen Lentz. My business is Ocelot Traffic and we do digital marketing. It's highly targeted content marketing to increase visibility and SEO results within Google, Bing, DuckDuckGo, you name it. Yeah, we'll, we'll go from there. But I was going to say, you know, I'm, I'm a loose cannon. So you just point me where you want to shoot it. Let's go ahead and start. So we're talking digital marketing, SEO, content marketing. All right. So in the pre-show, you were talking about how those are really misunderstood. And so I teased it by talking about secrets of SEO and digital <laughs> marketing. Let's start with, you're talking about them being understood. How are they most misunderstood, do you think? Yeah, you know, SEO is important. And what that means is search engine optimization. And what's misunderstood about it is that everyone thinks of SEO as on-site SEO. Yeah. And again, for people who don't understand what that is or know what that is, it's where you are on your website making blog posts or content and changing the yeah. metadata and adding, you know, the little tags and the headers and all that stuff and yeah. trying to trick the Google algorithm into thinking that you're awesome. So that's the genesis, the idea of. And Google is very complex and people will be like, oh yeah, I understand SEO and it's expensive as hell because it takes a lot of time and you're just constantly yeah. taking away on your website, but you're patting yourself on the back in the eyes of Google, right? You say, hey, I make shoes really well. And you pat yourself on the back and Google goes, meh, maybe you do, maybe you don't, right? Who, who I don't know you from Adam. Yeah. Whereas with content marketing and the way that I do it is I leverage my content onto other platforms. So mm -hmm. I'll post it on Yahoo Finance and Fox and their affiliates and CBS and their affiliates and the CW and their affiliates. Yeah. Right. And so I'm leveraging trusted sites that Google knows, likes, and trusts. No different and, than, you know, BNI. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, so out of curiosity, yeah. and, you know, we, we can get there if we want a little later. What's so. your method for doing that? Is it through like press releases or do you have some other sort of secret sauce uh, for, for getting you content? If this is the secret Coca-Cola formula and I'm not allowed to ask about it. That's fine too. I'm just curious. Oh, no, it's, it's a great question, right? So my team creates all the content. We do press releases, yeah. news articles, blog posts. We do video for Vimeo and YouTube. We do audio for podcast directories. So we syndicate to blog networks. We make an infographic. Yeah. But we also buy distribution credits, kind of like how Costco buys in bulk, you know, mass produces these things. We buy distribution credits to these other media sites. 
Okay. Right? They all cost different things and they all have different requirements. You know, it's no different than applying to a fire department, right? Some say you have to be 18 and breathing. Some say you have to be an EMT and have your fire one. Media sites are the same. Yahoo Finance requires that, you know, if I run a campaign for someone, I need a letter of authorization and I need a proof of their business, right? Business yeah. inclusion documents. Whereas CBS is like, hey, you have an article for me, cool. Pay me a little bit of money and I'll put a stun here. So <laughs> they all have different costs and factors that go into it. But the idea is being that we are super targeted in how we create it and we distribute it to a very large network because right again, like if I have one blog, this is that cool story, bro. But if I have 400 sites saying, Hey, check out Steven, he makes great shoes. Yeah. This one's typing in, you know, size 12 sneakers. Google's oh, maybe Steven knows something just like Nike and Adidas does. I'm getting a little nerdy here, but do you tend to direct your traffic back to like, say your main site, or do you direct it to like a specific page, like a blog post or some sort of digital asset? The answer is yes. Okay. <laughs> so different outlets have different requirements. Right. Uh -huh. And the overall arching is that with a press release news articles, you can put up to three links in there. The main website, right? yeah. if I'm promoting a certain product, it'll be that product page. And then maybe I'll go to like a review site or I'll go to, you know, the about page for the team, or maybe I'll do a blog post that is talking about this product or something like that. Right. So we'll link them together. And then yeah. as I do more campaigns, I can switch out those links, you know, maybe I'll keep the same main page, but I'll do yeah. two other blog posts or I'll link it to one of the previous articles that we did last time, right? So okay. it's different things gain traction and you kind of get that interlinking Google SEO juice that goes yeah. on there. That's interesting. I think, and because like, you know, one, the first thing that went to my mind when you were talking about, like say three links on a press release would be that, okay, well, so in that case, you could have, you might go main site. If you did a blog post, you could easily go to a blog post. Mm -hmm. And then that third link you could very easily put toward like, say toward a landing page or some kind of sales funnel page. Cause you know, if you try to do a link straight to a sales funnel page, most press release services are going to say, this isn't a real web page. You're trying to get conversions. But if you have your content pages in front, yeah. I would imagine that you could probably get that through most press releases. Although I'm certainly not an expert. Yeah. You know, I've done, I've done like vegan, organic, yeah. animal free, cruelty free. And so one of the links went to the grocery store's web main site. One of the links went to that actual product page because that whole article press release was about that. So yeah, and that one was, you know, they're about. And so you can really do whatever. If they have a podcast, you can you know, do yeah. a podcast or a blog or whatever it is. That's awesome. Well, okay. So let's kind of go into, uh, go into content marketing, you know, because we were just talking about SEO. So content marketing, of course, is going to be a little related. What are some of the, some of the proverbial secrets or uh, counterintuitive things that you found in terms of content marketing? Yeah, there's a lot that... <laughs> I just want to go all over with this, right? Like uh, my mind works in like this crazy. I want to attack like seven things at once. So I'll probably bounce around a little bit within this, this framework of a question. So wait, I'm just going to stop you real quick. I am going to attest <laughs> that Steven is telling the truth. I was on his podcast. It was a topic, a topical pinball machine. I'm sure that we uh, did move in one direction, but it was instead of how a car drives, it was more how a snake slithers. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But anyway, you, keep going. Yeah. It's like the path of entrepreneurial journey, right? You see the, like the, it's like yeah. you start here and you end here, but instead it's like this huge as a gap thing. Yeah. yeah the Gary V squiggle line. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. So I feel like stats and numbers play a big part in how we approach and look at Google and what's important yeah. and understanding it. So I think we talked about this before, but for other everyone else who hasn't and doesn't know, there's a thing called the zero click. Right? Yeah. And Google is just like Instagram and Facebook and every other social media site that it wants users to stay on Google. Imagine yeah. that. Right? When if Google first came out, they're like, hey, you're going to ask me a question. And I'm going to shove you to the site that's relevant. And now Google says, hey, your data is important. And if I can harvest that, that is money in the bank. And so zero click is that you ask Google a question and Google will tell you the answer without sending you somewhere else. So it's like, hey, Google, how old is the queen? I'll be like, oh, the queen's 98 or however old she is, right? And they'll say, ooh, do you want to know how old Prince Henry is? Do you want to know how old 
And the idea is that you stay on Google and you don't go anywhere. And that's the zero click, right? That you have zero clicks away from Google. And about 50% and, and, of traffic. Yeah. Seriously, so interestingly that. enough, this is very, very handy for like things like thesaurus, uh, word definitions, mm -hmm. uh, your, your uh, typical treaty, uh, trivia, and also if you're trying to help your kids with math and you, you're looking to relearn uh, equations and postulates that you've forgotten. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> exactly. But it goes beyond that, right? So Google knows that if they can keep you on there, it's valuable. But they also know that they need to give you credible stuff, yeah. right? It has to be good content. Because overall, that's what people want. They want good information. Yeah. And if they give you crap information, you're going to go to Bing or DuckDuckGo or someone else to get what you want. And so the way that Google does it is they're just like Amazon and that Amazon doesn't create the jeans and the shoes. They curate. Yeah. Google's the same is that they don't create the content, they curate it. And so this is the secret sauce of like content marketing and having other people say what you do because Google says, hey, when you pat yourself on the back, you know, you're against everyone else who's patting themselves on the back. And then you have, you know, the other business that has 50 pieces of content about them. Yeah. Google says, who's more trustworthy here? And so it says, I trust these people the most. They answer this most appropriately and they rank them in that order. I'm tracking so far. Yep. Perfect. So this goes into the buying journey then, right? Tangent branch off. So the buyer's journey, when people go to a website, 95 to 97% of people are not immediate now buyers. The people who are either have done their research and they've passed their, you know, 12 to 20 touch points yep. or they're immediate, they're uh, impulse buyers, common purchase buyers, or emergency buyers. That's that mm -hmm. one to 3%, 1-5% that go there and buy immediately. So within that, you are trying to make content for that buyer's journey. So that's valuable. And Google tracks everything. We're going branching off again because these these all intertwine, right? It's all yeah. it's all connected. So imagine you have one of those diagrams, the circles that go all the way around, mm -hmm. and you have brand visibility at the top. Yeah, that's you no know, mentions from Yahoo Finance, mentions from Fox News articles, press releases, things that give you credibility. Yeah. Google says, "Cool, you're mentioned, right? This is important." And Google goes, "Well, let's track this, right? So if you get traffic to your website, obviously Google tracks it. You put Google Analytics on your page, and you'll see it. And Google does it anyway, even without you putting it for yourself, right? They know that people are visiting you or they're not visiting, right? They know if you're relevant. Then it goes." to the traffic that's on your page, right? Are they bots that just like scream through your page and leave? Are they bouncing? Are they clicking through your links? Google tracks it and says this is relevant or it's not. Again, you're seeing a theme here. You have a phone number on your website. It goes to your business phone, right? We all have it. Google tracks it. I'm one of the 30% that has an Android or iPhone. 70% of the world uses Android. Google tracks everything. I have a Chrome extension on my phone. Google tracks me too. <laughs> so, real world visits, right? GPS, you own a physical location. You're a chiropractor, a dog walker, a groomer, whatever it is. Google says, hey, this business is getting traffic. Google again says that's valuable. Goes to social media, brand mentions, people are searching for you. Goes to Google search, mentions comparison, right? Terminal value versus subject to change podcast. Terminal value versus Gary V friends. As you're getting these things, Google says it's valuable. And it makes a self-cycling churn of Google credibility. The more you have of anything, the more overall your score is going to increase and the better you appear. And for mm -hmm. myself personally, that's why I focus on those brand recognition things at the top of the circle because visibility, everything follows visibility. Okay. Hopefully that was, that was kind yeah. of all over the place, it's a little offshoots, but. Well, and then, so then I think the next question is gonna be, okay, so now once you've cracked the visibility nut, how do you turn that into more customers, more revenue, et cetera? You know, is it best method through like say a digital marketing sales funnel? Is it through having a, you know, having a landing page with your phone number on it? Is there some secret that I don't know about yet that you're about to tell me? What's the best way to get from here to there? Yeah, I'll give you one of those awful overused sayings, but the riches and the niches in that the way that we approach content is the same way that we approach how we would look for content. Yeah. So Google's, you know, you use an online to, uh, tool and Google's gonna say, hey, you should be 
you know, ranking for best dentist LA, right? And it's going to be $12 a click and super competitive. That's what everyone wants to be. And when you think to yourself, right? Like, oh, that makes sense, right? I want to be the best dentist. But when you think from a customer perspective, I'm not searching for best dentist LA. I'm not searching for, I'm in Seattle area. I'm not searching best dentist Seattle, right? I'm looking for, and this is a true story here. I chipped my tooth as I was driving. And uh, I grabbed my phone. I typed in emergency chip tooth repair Kirkland, Washington available now. That is the way that we do our marketing research and our hook word, <laughs> keyword hook mixing is because that's how people search. If you're going to buy jeans, you don't type blue jeans in the Google search, like a Neanderthal, right? You're going to type in size 34 black denim boot cut distressed jeans, right? Same thing. And so that's, that's the secret sauce for everyone who's listening. If you get nothing else from this, the secret sauce is going long tail, super specific and you layer it. Right? It's like a fisherman because, and the way that it is, it's not fast. Right? So everyone says SEO is slow and it is. And onsite SEO is snail's pace and it's expensive and it's not worth it. Content marketing also takes time. And when I do what I do, I get results in 30 days. Like it takes me two to three weeks to make the content. It takes a week to distribute it. And it takes Google two to three days to index it and say, this guy knows what he's talking about because we are so focused. And that's what we do. We go off that 70% of traffic, super low competition, very long tail keywords, right? So if I'm working for a plumber, it's, you know, clogged sinks and garbage disposal, it's broken toilets and these pipes. And it's every single thing is super specific from location to service to problem solved. How do your customers feel about you? Okay. So if I'm kind of taking this to the next level, then mm -hmm. if somebody was looking at put at, you know, starting to put a content plan together for themselves, essentially what you would do is, you know, instead of thinking about, okay, what do I do in three words would want to say is what is a result that somebody wants to get either a positive result or a problem solved and you know, be as descriptive about that as you can. Essentially, it sounds like you want to build that into your keywords. So for example, you know, say, you know, you would talk about emergency plumber, unclogged drain, Boise, Idaho. Yeah. You know, Garbage disposal, go for model 75. Yes, exactly. exactly. In that case, I would assume that one of the first things you do is you put a blog post together because you know, that, that's where you're going to have a lot of the keywords uh -huh. and then you'll have main domain linking. And so then, yeah. and then I would assume that you probably want to also be distributing some content that links back to that. And so the, the result of all of that will kind of result in a helix for people who are looking for a uh, model N97321 flu binder in, uh, in Branson, <laughs> Missouri. I just made that up. Yep. Flux, flux capacitor. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you don't look old enough to have seen that movie in the theater. <laughs> I have great genes. Okay. I have great dreams. Post-college, I worked at a, a church and we, yeah. as like youth and youth ministry things, we'd go yeah. to the high school. Post-college, I am in the high school graduation yearbook. They have, a pic <laughs> they have a picture of me sitting next to all the students and they look just like them. And I have students come yeah. at lunchtime and be like, hey, you look like a junior, a senior. I'm like, I have college debt. <laughs> I have a degree. <laughs> Yes, I, I don't I was, look old enough, but I, you, you were yeah, just yeah. making me think of the, uh, the old Andy Samberg, you know, I'm an adult. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we are straying miles off topic here. Okay. So yeah, getting back onto topic though. And so I think that, you know, if, if we're talking about the whole point of view for this podcast is world-class business. And I think this is actually yeah. really relevant because in world now slash world next, the watchword is really about getting customers to come to you mm -hmm. and the best easiest way to do that is through the interweb as they as a back when I was Absolutely. going to college. Of course, right. The, uh, the way that the big corporations will try to do it with their ad dollars is basically
based on very general uh, search terms, which they can afford to do because they're rich. But you know, if I make the simplifying assumption that you're not spending millions to billions of dollars of somebody else's money, then what that means is you need to figure out how you can have hyper-targeted, how you can generate, you can rank for hyper-targeted keyword phrases that will be precisely descriptive of what your business does or a specific problem you solve so that you can get people into your funnels. Yeah, absolutely. So a good case of that is if you look up any sort of combination of Western Canada soundproofing or Vancouver soundproofing or Calgary soundproofing services or any of those types of things, and you're going to see Hush City pop up all across every single listing. Uh-huh. Right? They're gonna, they'll just dominate the entire page. They're in the map pack. A lot of places, they're the only one in the map pack. And before they started doing super targeted focused content marketing, they didn't exist, right? There, oh, were wow. three other bus- there were three other businesses in the map pack. They weren't even there. Went from non-existent to in the three pack to making it a one pack to just dominate the entire front page. And you're going to see their website listed a bunch of times. Then you'll see like a news article about them and the same thing. And that is the power of being super targeted. And that as you continuously put out those nets, right? Covering the service area of the water, you create a snowball effect. And eventually Google goes, this is the business. Because again, they're in the business of giving you the most reliable, trusted, what you're looking for, right? And so proving that. It goes beyond patting yourself on the back. Now for on-site SEO, like again, it's expensive. It's all the SEO experts are like screaming at me right now, but it's such a waste compared to what is available, right? There's things that you should do, right? You should have a Google My Business or GB, they yeah. changed the acronym, right? But Google My Business, and you should have it optimized for all devices. Like that's yeah. the bare minimum. Like you don't have to have a blog. Right? You don't have to have all this other stuff to be ranking. You just need to elevate your game from patting yourself on the back. <laughs> well, well, I'm actually going to say that you absolutely should have a blog. And here's why. Not necessarily for ranking, although you can, but the main reason why you should have a blog is because you want to try to syndicate it out to some other, you know, to other services like Pulse on LinkedIn or, or Medium, because then what you can do is now you can reach out to either executives or influencers and say, hey, I'm writing an article that I'll be syndicating out on Medium and Pulse about blah, 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 whatever it is. I would like to do an interview with you to get your insights so that you can be referenced on the article. Would you be interested? Uh, you know, How many people, if you approach them, are going to say, you know what? I am really too busy for you to hear my brilliant insights. There's not that many actually. And so, you know, you'll gratify people's self-esteem a little bit. That is actually a way that you can gain access for $0 and zero cents other than a little bit of time, which otherwise would cost quite a bit of money and has increasingly lower response rates. Absolutely. Here's the caveat, right? Like everything has a caveat. And for that is that more content is never a bad thing. My saying is that like, you don't have to recreate the wheel and make more work for yourself to get you to rank. Like you can rank without a blog. That's the point. But like having a blog, that's great. Just like a podcast. I don't have to have a podcast. Yeah. You got to create one because it was an easy way to cut through the noise of other digital marketers, right? You go to Facebook and someone says, I'm having this problem with visibility. And then you'll have a thousand marketers go, here's my link. Here's my website. I can help you. Let me send you a DM. I, oh, I already sent you a DM. Right. And so like trying to compete in that and be like, oh, I hope they click on my name and say, oh, Stephen, sure. I like garbage. But I made a podcast and I said, hey, business owners, who wants to be on my podcast? And all of a sudden I had 70 people say, oh, I do. Right? And then I can have a 20 to 30, 40 minute conversation with this yeah. B2B business owner and get to know them. And then, and my whole, here, here's another secret, right? Reciprocity. Yeah. I know this is way off topic again, but I think this is powerful for people to understand is that if you're B2B and you offer something, they become interested in you. And so yeah. I made a podcast and all it is, is I interview them. I rep their brand. I pimp their product. I talk about their history, their story. Where did you come from? Yeah. If it's interesting, we go that way. And at the end of it, if we're friends and I like them, I can offer them something. And yeah. that was my intent. 
And that hasn't happened. What has happened is they go, Ooh, I like you. Let me learn about you. You talk about me. And they go, you know what? I'm going to refer you to someone else because I think they could use what you do. Or let me connect you with this other person. Cause I think that would be a really cool thing to work on with them. And that has been just blowing the doors off of what I'm doing. Outstanding. So provide business, like provide value. And like I said, like, I don't have to have a podcast. Like I have a robust, you know, cold email thing with like 10 different addresses that can like hit everyone in a certain niche in an area. But the podcasting has been revolutionary of that. I say, Hey, let me provide you value. And I have business owners flock to me yeah. for free. Right. I don't, I don't have to go do lead gen. Incidentally, I think that's actually, you know, especially if you're talking about uh, B2B types you know, business or business to business, I try to make sure to spell out all the acronyms so that, uh, you know, so people don't feel we're throwing alphabet soup around on them. Sure. But I think for business to business types of interactions, I think that's actually the really kind of the future. Just because- the rate of people answering phone calls is going down. The rate of people just even opening emails is going down, much less responding. You know, it's just, I think it's getting harder to, uh, to isolate slate market to decision makers. I mean, you know, one way that's still effective, you know, as for as long as it lasts, and hopefully there's not another lockdown, but if you can get people to actually show up somewhere, that works pretty well. But then also, if you can get them to say, come on a podcast or do an interview for an article or something like that, that is usually a pretty good connection also. Uh, but you know, any way that you can get an actual personal connection together, I think is really the future. Yeah. And it's it's been surprising me how easy it is to get high level owners, CEOs on my cast and be like, Hey, do you want to talk about yourself and like where you came from your story? And they're like, Oh yeah. And you know, I started this business and here. And I was like, Hey, let's go back a little bit. Were you always interested in that? Yeah. Like we get personal about it. And I've found that even with, you know, most small business owners, they don't understand how to talk about themselves. That's, and that was part of the podcast of like, Hey, I'm going to make, this is a value add. We're going to interview. I'm going to make you sound great. You know, we're going to uncover some really cool stuff. And you can come back to it and you can take it and you can repurpose it for your own stuff, right? Like in the segments, put in your Facebook or your YouTube or your Instagram yeah. or whatever you want to do with it. Like it's yours. And the response has just been great. It's awesome. All right. So I think we're getting pretty close to time, but let everybody know where can they find out more about Stephen Lentz? Yeah, I'm actually redoing my main site. So it's going to be down. So I'll give you the, the site that it pushes into the funnel where you can find about it. But it's Ocelot, O-C-E-L-O-T, traffic, T-R-A-F-F-I-C dot client cabin.com that is a long address so, so yeah. that is <laughs> originally it's going to be it's going to be well, give, give it to us again but that's under it's under progress so it's ocelot traffic dot client cabin.com got it ocelot traffic dot client cabin.com well hey steven i really appreciate your time today no doug i you know thanks for letting me be on here and yeah. rant it was, it was really nice <laughs> it was fun all right everybody have a great day Thank you for listening to the Terminal Value Podcast. Please feel free to visit me online at www.terminalvalue.biz where you can subscribe, find me on social, and then we can connect and just keep the conversation going. I'm really looking forward to hearing from you and I hope you have a wonderful day. All rights reserved. No part of this broadcast may be produced in any form by any means without written permission from Business of Life, LLC. All trademarks and brands referred to herein are the property of their respective owners.